Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is the podcast all about slow living in a fast-paced world. My name is Brooke McCallery. And my name is Ben McCallery. Welcome to episode 257. We are on the last week of our slow experiment. We are. End of September. Yeah. Unbelievable. And coinciding with the end of September is the end of the American book tour. It is. So by the time this episode has gone out, we will be finished with the events across the states. It's been since what the 20th of June we've yeah. been on the road traveling and meeting people and speaking and having probably one of the most fascinating experiences of our lives, really. Yeah, um, yeah. most bizarre and hardest and most, well, I don't know, bucket-filling experience yeah, of right. my life. Yeah. That's a nice way to hear you describe it. But we don't want to really go too much into talking about that because we do have a hostful coming up later in October. We do. So the plan is, um, actually, as as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it when it comes out, we have taken a couple of weeks off, completely offline, uh, like literally completely offline. No socials, no email, no nothing. Which is an experiment in itself, really, because we we would have never have done this before. No, No. like never, Mm. no, specifically, particularly not during a time like the tour. Mm. Uh, but we will be coming back to to record a, a hostful where I think the plan is to dive into the entire experience of yeah. the book tour and, and how we found time. slow in an otherwise frantic time exactly. in our lives. Yeah. Uh, which nice segue into this month's experiment, which has been all about trying different ways, different strategies of finding moments of slow throughout a, like a busy day. Yeah. Because that's been one of the things that I've been hearing recurringly throughout the whole tour is that people want to slow down, but they don't feel like they have time. So this entire experiment has been, what can we do in two minutes or five minutes to create that sense of slowness? Uh, and as you know, if you've listened to the rest of the experiment, we've gone through breathing techniques. We've gone through uh, simple observation, mindful observation. And last week was gratitude. And this week is... Um, journaling or my writing. Fa- my favourite activity. Yeah. Right. Journaling. <laughs> You're a big journaler, Ben. I know. <laughs> Before we get into it, though, let's talk about uh, the announcement of the Canadian book tour. Yes. Um, thank you for reminding me. Dates are still coming together, but mm-hmm. if you head over to slowyourhome.com slash events, I will be adding those events as they come. Now, it's not going to be as extensive yeah. as the US one, but we'll call I Call it a mini tour? It's Yeah, the yeah. Canadian mini tour Yeah. And we, <laughs> there'll be an event at least, at the very least, in Vancouver. And uh, I will have done my Toronto one by the time this, this mm-hmm. comes out. And Winnipeg mm-hmm. and Calgary. Calgary. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just keep an eye out for those. And I'm very excited for that because it also means we go back to Canada. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get into this episode. Okay. So, no surprise to many, I am not a journaler. Mm-hmm. Never been. We did an experiment way back in 2016 where we did a month's uh, journaling right. every day, and I got about, I don't know, three days, and yeah. then I threw in the towel. But you have journaled all your life. 
I have on and off. Like, I'm not someone who has stacks of books that are my dedicated journals. I yeah. use journaling. Sometimes it will be for a year or two as a tool to help manage anxiety. Sometimes it's just to give shape to my mornings. But um, yeah, I, I am a big fan of it and I will yeah. always advocate journaling as a really helpful tool yeah. um, in, in this whole idea of slow living, but also in mental health and uh, you know, a small ritual that people can add to their day that brings a sense of peace or grounding to. Because that's what I was going to ask you at the top. How does journaling fit into this month's experiment? Um, for me, it, it's the reason I chose it actually to include in this experiment is because throughout the entire book tour, as things got busier and busier and fuller and fuller, I had to constantly kind of renegotiate what slow looked like so it was things like just doing three big lion's breaths rather than 10 minutes of yoga yeah but the thing that got me through on those during those times particularly where my anxiety was at its highest mm-hmm. was getting up in the morning and journaling and that gave me such a sense of slow even on the busiest days like the days where i had to get up and do a tv interview and then an event in the night and do school in the middle of the day journaling seemed to be the thing, the one thing that I could do that helped alleviate the anxieties immediately. Yeah. Like meditation is wonderful, mindful observation, gratitude, all these things are great. And I genuinely believe in them. Mm. But journaling seems to be the most powerful tool for me, which is why I've included it. And the thing that's wonderful about it is it's portable it can be as small or as large a task as you want. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about a few different ways of fitting journaling into your day, depending on how much time you oh, have. Yeah. Uh, but it also has effects beyond what happens in the, in the moment too, mm. which blow my mind the more mm. I've read about it. It's phenomenal. Like, again, mental health, but physical health as well. Well-being, uh, immune system, all of these things are impacted positively by journaling. So, yeah, time is the big thing here because I associate journaling with, you know, dear diary, you know, (laughs) and then having this lovely prose about how I'm feeling and what I'm doing today. That's why you can't do it because that's not... I know, exactly, (laughs) exactly. I'm thinking people are going to read my journal. Ah, really? Is that that part of the thing that stops you from... Yeah. This is another weird off-the-cuff question. Do you throw your journals away? Oh, no. No. Should you? It's up to the individual. Do you want people to read them? No. <laughs> so why do you have them? Out, I like out. having... I don't have them out. Yeah, you do. Oh, like hanging around the yeah. house. Yeah. Well, I don't care if anyone reads them. To be perfectly honest, I'm writing so fast mm. that my writing would be illegible to most people anyway. So it's like a cleanse. It's a, a, a brain purge. a brain cleanse. Yeah. yeah. So let's go into the, the times. Yeah. Like how... It depends on how much time you have. Sure. And... And that sort of dictates what your journaling looks like. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I mean, look, my ideal is to have enough time to sit down and have a coffee and do my morning pages, like Julia Cameron's morning pages from The Artist's Way. So that is three A4 longhand sheets of writing by like by hand and stream of consciousness. So you put your pen to paper and mm-hmm. you do not stop until you finish that third page. Mm-hmm. That's my ideal, okay. but that's not always going to be possible. Yep. So sometimes I do one page and it's just stream of consciousness. I think I'm better at getting deeper into my thoughts quicker now because I've done it for so long. 
and but sometimes a page is all that I've got time for. Also, though, sometimes all I have time for is a couple of bullet points. Mm. And usually, if that's the case, I will try and focus those bullet points on something positive. Um, you know, something that I'm grateful for, a, a really lovely memory from the day before, or something that we're doing that day, or something I'm excited about. Uh, and that's not necessarily on purpose, but I'm glad that I do it that way because it sort of grounds me again in a practice of gratitude or, you know, starting the day thinking positively. There was one day oh, about halfway through the book tour where I was really struggling with my self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And throughout the process of journaling that morning, I came to realize that I let that stop me doing things. I let that stop me connecting with people and, you know, being like sharing as, as well as I can share. And I made myself write a bullet list of things about myself that I was proud of. Mm-hmm. And that was torturous for me to do that. But so powerful because I felt like after I'd done that, it had shifted this obstacle enough that I could move forward. And I, you said to me that morning after you got up, you're like, have you been journaling or what's... Mm. You could tell absolutely the difference, yeah. and I could feel the difference, and that that was a turning point for me. So, it doesn't need to look a particular way, but I think that there are ways that we can structure journaling to make it not this like blank page. What do I do? How do I write? How's this helpful? Sort of practice, um, and give people give it shape to help people get started. So Gretchen Rubin has she champions the idea of a one sentence journal she actually sells a product that's a five-year journal and gives you space for one line per day whoa that to me sounds pressure personified right so that's that doesn't necessarily appeal to me but for people who are looking for some way of recording or tapping into a positive thing or like a moment of gratitude I think that's really nice because everyone has time to write one sentence. Mm-hmm. So if you decide, and I'm not sure if the, the journal that Gretchen Rubin's created has prompts or not, or if it's just space for the for the writing, uh, but you could... It's like a bumper sticker message for every day. <laughs> well, see, maybe this is why I thought you'd enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that sort of appeals to me, having that sort of single overarching objective for the mm-hmm. day, but... Getting to that objective, that's the hard part for me. Getting to that sentence. Like making time for it. Making time to construct it in a way that covers all bases. I don't think it's meant to cover all bases. Uh, Well, cover whatever it is I'm thinking about. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I should just do it and see. I'd love it if you did it and and see, but, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath. But so that, that might be helpful for people who are looking for... Sorry, I didn't mean to sound mean. (laughs) <laughs> I'm really not holding my breath whether you do or don't journal. It's okay. <laughs> it's been a long tour. Uh, I thought that that might be a good, I, I get a, an interesting way to show just how short the process of journaling oh, yeah. can be. Yeah. And there's um, bullet journaling, which I know a lot of people have asked me to do a bullet journaling experiment. I've got to say, I don't think that I could. What's it's, a bullet journal? I don't really understand bullet journaling, but I know it's a... Um, People use it for lots of different things, but I think it's also a productivity time management kind of tool. Sounds like a list. I think so. I don't know. Um, Mm. And the reason that I have been so resistant to bullet journaling is because I love my free flow journaling. Like that's what 
yeah. works for me, mm-hmm. but I'm also not a list maker. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. structured that way. Mm-hmm. So bullet journaling, or there's also a, a process called five minute journaling, where you can uh, maybe start with a positive thought for the day. There's a journal that you can buy that has a positive thought for the day. And then you write three things that you're grateful for. And then you write one thing that you want to improve on. And then one thing that you're looking forward to the next day. You know, so if you structure it that way, that can help. Yeah. Or you give yourself just a blank notebook and a theme for every week. This week, I'm going to write two sentences about peace. Mm -hmm. There's lots of different ways of doing it. But I think the reason that I'm so strongly advocating for it is because the, the research that I've uncovered has yeah, been phenomenal, yeah. the impact that so journaling can So have. what is that research? What does that look like? So the first thing that blew my mind was the benefits to our physical health that journaling has. And there have been a number of studies that prove that our immune systems are improved, they're strengthened as a result of journaling. So there was a study of immunocompromised patients mm-hmm. who journaled every day and their immune system improved as a result of the journaling. Nothing else had changed. It was only the journaling. And there's this um, cell called a T lymphocyte. And I think it's it's not dissimilar to the like the natural killer cells that we were talking about way back in the nature experiment that breathing in phytoncides helps promote. Uh, but essentially, it strengthens these cells and these cells help to strengthen our uh, our immune system. But people who journal also have been shown to heal more quickly and they get fewer colds and viruses and flus mm. and things like that. So that's all kind of related to our immune system. Mm-hmm. It also re- reduces levels of stress and anxiety and depression as well, which, as we know, can impact our physical health as well as our mental health. And, I mean, those two things alone are enough. Absolutely. Like they're enough. Yeah. yeah. But the, the thing that has also been fascinating to read about is the impact that it has on people's emotional intelligence. Uh, because I, what, the reason I think that that is the case is because we get to unpack our thought processes and our blockages and the reason that we think things. So many times I will be journaling and I'll realize something about uh, myself or why I was doing a thing because it was I, it was because I was thinking this thing and this thing is a thing that I've made up in my head and that's why I couldn't do this thing you know and um, journaling has been the tool probably outside of therapy that has allowed me to unpack that in a safe way yes yep and I think that's phenomenal I mean the impact that it can have on our on our self-confidence alone can change the way we do life huge yeah huge change yeah One of the other things that has been my personal experience but has also been proven is that people who journal are able to better identify issues in their relationships and resolve problems Mm -hmm. and arguments as Mm -hmm. well. For that same reason, it gets you out of the situation, gives you clarity, allows you to figure it out on paper with no repercussions for what you're saying. And again, I will often get to the end of a journaling session and realize that I was in the wrong or I had been approaching a problem. That's crazy, that clarity that that would have. Seriously, it, yeah. it's amazing. Mm. Uh, so all of that from journaling, mm. you know, and that's, I think that's that's phenomenal. So that's really one of the reasons why I champion journaling so much. I also have met a lot of people over the last few months who have been struggling with their their efforts to do all the slow things. And 
I always encourage people to start thinking about what they expect it to look like. You know, what do you think slow living should look like? And you're doing all those things, but it doesn't feel slow. So what does it actually mean? It means that that's not slow. By doing all of the slow things, life becomes not slow. Uh, And I always encourage people to just journal first thing in the morning and see where their priorities are, see what lights them up, see what excites them, see where their thoughts naturally go. And that in, in and of itself can be really helpful as well. So that clarity again. Uh, what I'm going to do is put a few links in the show notes Good. to some different journaling techniques because obviously I can only describe them so much yeah. here and it's something that you really need to see and perhaps experiment with a few different ones. Mm. So if you're not a journaler, if you're like Ben. Me. I want to experiment with either the bullet point or the one-liner. The bullet journal, yeah. yeah. So bullet journaling is a whole thing. Like there's blogs Movements. and it, it is a huge movement. Really? Yeah, there is. I okay. think bulletjournal.com goes into it. But okay. uh, there's like there's people who... Maybe that's my most... Because when I think of thought of journaling at the start, I think for a lot of people as well, is that you just write... Dear diary. Yeah, and, and you just write in prose. Right, in full sentences. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true, actually. And I guess I, I imagine with you, you would at least initially start journaling as a, I don't want to say productivity tool, but with that kind of in mind. Maybe. Yeah. Well, because I'm a huge to-do list person. You are. So, particularly when it comes to my work. So, maybe that, that would then transfer over. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. And again, I think you're right. It's a matter of experimenting because there's a a whole host of different different options out there. Yes, so I will link to them. There's, you know, you've got your five-minute journal, you've got your Gretchen Rubin style one sentence and your bullet journal plus your longer form mm. journaling. And you could do all of them, not at once, obviously, but you can have a notebook that takes you through every one of them. So I'd, lo- I'd really love people to experiment with a different kind of journaling this week. Absolutely. That's really the takeaway. Enjoy and thanks for playing along for this, for this month. For this month, yeah. I know it's been a bit of a different one, but I'm glad we did it this way. Next month, we're going to have a whole host of live recordings we and are. a hostful and, yeah, some announcements during that hostful. Mm-hmm. Nice tease. Yeah. All right. <laughs> have a great week and we will catch you next week. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.